Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to today's episode of People. Today, I'm joined by Donovan Lee, whose family through marriage with my sister, Michaela Lee. Donovan's a really great guy, and I'm honestly excited to get this conversation going. So what's up, man? How you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. I'm excited to be on your podcast. So thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for being on it. Thank you for all the uh, help you've given me with it and listening to it, all the advice you've given me with it. It's been appreciated. Feedback's always appreciated. But uh, how's life in Texas today? Texas, southeast Texas, where I'm at right now. Per usual, pretty warm. Um, short and tank top kind of days, 80 degrees outside. So having a pretty warm winter over here. How about you? It's cold. <laughs> it's cold. <laughs> I don't know how cold, but uh, every time the wind blows, I start freezing. I have uh, pajama pants on. I have my like fluffy fleece jacket on. I have myself wrapped up in a blanket. Sasha's curled up on my lap, and I'm still cold. <laughs> so, kind of over Absolutely it. Absolutely not. I'm kind of over it. But <laughs> it is what it is. Um, so, yeah, I mean, before we get into the uh, thick of things, did you kind of want to give people like a little uh, biogra- biography of yourself, kind of uh, let folks know about you? Yeah, sure. Um, so, I'm a lover. Uh, I produce music. I'm also a musician, play three instruments. Uh, I have a sports background, so um, I also do personal training, and uh, that's definitely been going really well. Um, Really trying to advance both on the training, but also trying to focus a little more time on my music. I love to travel. Uh, Traveling is by far. I would travel somewhere every other day if I could. Um, And I'm a foodie. Man, I love food. Uh, my number one rule for anyone I travel with, we do not eat food that we have back at home. If you want to eat there, you can eat there, but I'm not. But it's it has to be something different. So, yeah, I'm a foodie. That's got to be the golden rule of travel. Like, don't ask me to stop at a McDonald's, a Wendy's, a Burger King, like a Chick-fil-A when I'm traveling. That's a crime. Like, I can get all that in my hometown. We're here to eat stuff that we can't have where we're at. So I completely exactly. agree with you there, 100%. Um, I do want to, I, I do want to spend a lot of time talking music with you, but I am curious. So your personal training, that's, what's causing you to wake up at 4am every day, huh? Yes. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> I do a lot of, a lot of coaching at a studio and, uh, I do a lot of personal training at a private gym. Um, and a lot of people, you know, early morning is their only time, but the fact that they're willing to, you know, show up and show out at that time tells me that they're dedicated. So that kind of makes me work a little bit harder to learn more and be better and help them learn more and be better every single day. So it's a little rough. It's not for everyone, but it's definitely been something that's grown on me. And I've come to to love it because, you know, I'm sitting here between 4 a.m. and between 1 o'clock and I'm like, my day is done. You know, and <laughs> yeah. I one, I haven't worked much. Two, I've done exactly what I've enjoyed doing for the day. And three, I hope someone change their life one percent at a time a day. So it's it, it's a blessing, you know. So I, I really hope I could be a vessel in more people's lives in the future. But um, yeah, it's a little rough waking up at four a.m. every day, though. So. <laughs> I mean, that's a great answer, man. I mean, that's a great way to look at it. That's definitely the right perspective to have with it. I'd say. Um, yeah, I don't even have anything to add to that. That's just like that's a great that's a great way to look at it, man. Um, 
but yeah Personally. let's timeline the music thing in a sense so i'm curious when did you like uh when did you kind of start to realize that music was a passion of yours and when did it really start to kind of shape your life and what you want to do with your life um so i mean when i was a kid i've always had some type of drive some type of feeling uh anytime i saw someone play an instrument particularly drums just because that's my best instrument and i was just so fascinated and i was like how like how do you do all this how do you hit all these sounds and elements and the timing and everything like that and it just i i drew closer and closer to drums and i wanted to learn so i started teaching myself and then eventually I was like, uh, piano. I don't care what anyone says. Piano is one of the sexiest instruments ever. Piano is um, not, Nothing against you sax players out there, but <laughs> piano, <laughs> piano is absolutely amazing. Dude, if I could learn to play piano, I freaking love the piano. It's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. And, and you'll notice once you learn piano, you'll actually see the chords, the progressions on other instruments. If you just turn, for instance, the guitar, lay the guitar flat you'll see the frets and the notes the same way you would see the keys on a piano. It's mm. crazy. So it's um, that's one thing I would say. If you want to learn an instrument, get a little bit of theory and some piano, and you will thrive. Um, but, yeah, I, I've done that when I was a kid. And as I grew older, you know, I was like, okay, let's uh, start making projects. So I wanted to play with different groups, different bands, which I eventually did. And I filled in for a few artists at different festivals and what time. And it was just fun. I had a blast. And within that time, I eventually picked up music recording and I wanted to learn how to do compositions for, you know, beat making and producing soundtracks and everything like that. I've always wanted to have music and films and movies and commercials and anything that it could be on. I wanted my music there. So I, at an early age, started using the oh my gosh the worst software ever but i eventually progressed and progressed and progressed got better and producing actually became more of my niche and i was like okay i got really good at this a little bit faster actually a lot faster than certain instruments and other software and hobbies that i was doing at the time and i was like not only do i love this but it feels good so uh long story short kind of been working on that ever since then. I eventually went to school, got certified as an audio engineer and music producer. Uh, moved out to Southeast Texas for an internship. Uh, didn't work out the way I wanted it to, but sometimes life doesn't. And I've uh, just been doing it on my own ever since then. I've, I absolutely loved it. So it's, it's slowly growing. Not where I want it to be, that's okay. You know, slow and steady, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. So as you're trying to kind of um, become a producing producing artist, is that the way you would say it, or, or just a producer in general? Um, as you're as you're working to kind of obtain that, what a uh, what path are you following? Are you, are you kind of like setting obtainable goals to kind of keep yourself on that path? Or are you kind of just letting things happen as they come, or or, or where are you at with that? Uh, it's kind of a mixture of both. Um... You know, I, I set attainable goals, but my goal is to, you know, is, is something happens by accident and it happens by accident. And I know some people don't understand that, but some things can happen by accident. Um, but also at the same time, I send my music to certain artists 
or certain film and production companies because I want to see if it's good enough, if the quality is there, or if it sounds like it was composed very well for a jingle for a commercial or a Netflix series or ESPN, anything like that. Um, so I do like to shop out my music from time to time and um, put it in libraries. You know, I, I definitely want to work more with artists, but the better I, the better chances I'll have as far as production is it would be putting my music out to artists and my music out to production companies for film, because that's what's going to help me grow as a brand. That's what's going to help me grow as an artist, as a producer. And I feel like I could definitely be an all around where all the hats kind of guy, which I'm kind of already doing anyway. So, <laughs> yeah. Have you gotten any responses? Like when you send it out to people, I mean, have you gotten any leads or any responses or anybody, you know, acknowledging your your art i uh, i get a few here and there um a lot of times i reach out to artists um not particularly knowing what they have going on so first thing i ask them is what do you have going on what's your next step what's your next move a lot of times these artists are currently working on an album traveling touring um you know and we talk about collaborating but a lot of times we don't really get that chance to collaborate until they get back from tour or until they get done with an album or something, which that's okay because I also collaborate with other producers as far as composing music for film or making beats for uh, different artists and whatnot. So um, I've gotten a few uh, responses, some successful, I would say it's kind of 50, 50, you know, sometimes I, I get the opportunity to work with some amazing creators and sometimes I'm just like, okay, this album could literally be anywhere from, three months to a year and a half. Like, I don't know how long it's going to take. So, yeah. <laughs> so I'll, I'll never sit there and hold my breath. But because um, there's not even yeah. like a time, there's not even like a roadmap for this kind of stuff, right? Everybody's path for it seems to be different. So it's like, I'm somebody who very much likes things to be listed. You know, if you do this, you achieve this. And if you achieve that, then you do this to get to this. So the kind of stuff that you do in my mind is like very courageous because I couldn't do it because there's no roadmap. I have to have a map telling me like, if you do this, you get to this. Right. So for someone like you to be able to do what you're doing, I really admire it because I couldn't imagine, man, like, cause you're just kind of having to feel around and figure it out for yourself and, and hope that you kind of put it all together at the end. Right. So, I mean, does that ever kind of freak you out or are you not worried about it? You know, I think we have different personalities in that regard, but it, it doesn't kind of, you have no map. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely an up and down industry. Um, it's not like people shop your product every day, you know? So that's, that's one thing, you know, you might have a month where let's say a thousand artists purchase licenses to use your music production tracks. Uh, and then the next month you might have 10 people who might want to use, so, you know, so like, you're like, oh, okay, crap. Like, I got to make rent. I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to hustle. But um, that and, and that's what's helped out uh, is just having that drive, just having the thought of, OK, I can't let myself get to this point. So I have to work harder and harder, even if I get to a point where I'm like, OK, I don't have to work that hard anymore. That's never the case because any and everything can happen at any moment of time. So, yeah, you're right. You, it takes a lot of patience. Um, you definitely want to have something mapped out. But that's also why I said, like, the more artists I get it to, the more production companies I get it to, like the better for me in the future. I mean, speaking of patience, 
God, it's so cringy to think about, but I appreciate the fact that you used to listen to those god awful singing videos I would send you on fucking Facebook, bro. <laughs> when I was trying to figure out my singing and everything, man. And I would send you like so many videos. You're like, yeah, that's good. But I would do this and this and this, and you don't sound natural at that. And stop doing this. And God, man, I appreciate the patience because that was painful. <laughs> no, of course, of course. That's and, and that's my job. My job is not to hurt you, but to help you. And you know, as a creative and as an artist, if you're someone who's very sensitive to criticism, this may not be the industry for you. Because yeah, you might make great music, but that doesn't make that doesn't mean everyone's gonna like it. You know, just flat out truth. <laughs> Yeah, man. I used to send you YouTube karaoke covers. <laughs> yeah. And, see, and and I liked it because I, I always tried to find where your voice fit. It's not just genre, but as far as the feel of the vibe, too. Some, some people don't understand the vibe. When you come into the studio, if it doesn't feel good, I don't want to force it. I'm not just going to make a track just because it sounds good to you. If your vocals aren't there and the delivery isn't there, no, we're not going to record that. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. Yeah. No, I mean, that makes sense. Do you, um, have you had anybody like come and record in your studio before? I don't yeah. know if we've ever. Yeah, most definitely. That's, that's actually kind of how I like to work. Um, that way I can be in person, uh, especially for people who have timing issues or doesn't record with the metronome. I'm there to say, okay, this is how we're going to say this line. This is the cadence or maybe on this vowel, say it like this instead of saying it like that. Like, I'm always going to cue somebody on how they could do something much better. That's yeah, that's dope. I mean, do you guys as producers, do you kind of help people like write their music as well? Um, like if they request it or are you kind of like working on the songs with them to develop it? Or are you really just trying to find the beat and everything like that? Um. Well, me, like I said, I, I kind of wear all hats. So I, I do pre-production. So I do help people do song lyrics and write. Uh, even on recording day, you know, I'm like, sometimes I'm like, hey, let's take this lyric out. It feels like you're trying to rush it or let's add a lyric. It feels like there's too much space in between. Um, so generally, technically, we are co-writers in just about every song that we produce. Mm -hmm. um, and once we get to that point, then we'll go to the whiteboard or we'll write out stitch this part, this part, this part, because you might have, let's say, two or three verses. And for you, this is verse one, two and three. But to me, I feel like if you're telling a story, verse three makes more sense on the first verse. Verse one makes more sense on the second verse. And verse two sounds better at the end, you know, so you just never know how it's going to happen. Yeah, that's that's cool stuff, man. I mean, it's like a very technical form of art which i find interesting you know um it's a very refined form of art i would say if you'd agree i know like a lot of art is kind of free form but it seems like music production is very like i, I feel like you're almost a technician you know like you're very skilled in your craft and you're very technical about the way things need to be done and at the end of the day it produces amazing art and i just think that process is very interesting it's something i'd like to learn more of so you know knowing someone like you, especially having you in the family is fantastic because it's such like a direct source, you know, it's very interesting stuff that you do. Yeah. I mean, that's why they call it audio engineering. You know, we, we technically are techs, you know, we work with software, we work with hardware. Um, and people think audio engineers and music producers are the same. Not there. One person actually has to steer the wheel. Someone has to steer the wheel 
and then someone has to navigate and people think oh isn't that the same thing i'm like no it's not it's like so if you're in a car and you're looking at a map and you're driving that wouldn't make sense that's one that's dangerous and two (laughs) someone needs to make sure that they have their eyes on the road to navigate what's to come what's to be near and someone needs to navigate exactly when to turn when to stop or when to break away whatever the case may be I know mm-hmm. I'm not giving a lot of scenarios, but yeah, no, you're it's, good. Uh, I, I try to give people like the fine line of being an audio engineer and being a producer because I can produce a track all day. Can I engineer the track? That's the question. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's just, you know, polishing it, you know, make sure everything goes crisp, smooth and clean. Yeah, man, that's really dope. Um, so kind of moving on, like uh, where do you where would you let, let, let's not, you know, 10 years from now it because that's lame but let's just say like something <laughs> let's say something's like two years from now where where do you hope to kind of see your your music career at you know uh, a more obtainable timeline two years from now you know do you kind of have a, a vision for yourself um two years from now i mean it, it would actually be an incredible start of a vision because i i know my vision vision is probably going to be a little bit longer of a timeline than two years which is okay but in two years, I would definitely love to have uh, my own facility built. Uh, that way, I don't have to have people over at the house. Um, you've met Coda. He's, man, he's, Coda's my dog, in case y'all didn't know. He's <laughs> he's very territorial. You yes. know, he, he does not like people. He doesn't even like dogs, really. But, <laughs> yeah. he, <laughs> you know, so it, it kind of, it would help for people not to have to come in a house and, you know, come record and this and all that, you know. And I don't want people to feel like, they're timid because he's timid. So um, having to worry about the ankle biter. Yeah. And that, and then just, you know, proper zeroing out. So what zeroing out is soundproofing the room. And for those that don't know what soundproofing is, it's pretty much putting like four rooms inside of one. So you, you have to make sure there's no reflection of sound and audio. So I want the absolute cleanest sound you know, the best running software systems, you know, hardware. I just, it's just something that I've just had this dream for. And on top of everything, you know, with all the cool equipment and the cool gear, I just want to make sure that each and every single artist has the absolute best experience when they come. And I feel like, I feel like that's why, you know, I've had a few artists come in now because someone's like, Hey man, like I like this. I like that. You know, someone will be recording a video during our session, you know, playing back some music or something they recorded and immediately a friend or another artist would be like, Hey, what studio is that? Or who's a producer? Like, I'm definitely trying to record some music and immediately they'll message me like on Instagram or Snapchat or whatever it is that they give them. And I'm like, see, like, that's all it took. It took a great experience, good customer service and building a relationship. And that's what's like thriving right now. For sure, man. I mean, you're definitely, passionate about your craft and i think people see that and i think that's why you're getting where you're getting and it's exciting to think about where you'll be a little while from now you know it's pretty dope um so the apprenticeship when you moved didn't work out when did the personal training kind of come into your life uh when did that kind of start to take center stage for you guys um you and michaela but you specifically you know yes so I've always told myself I should probably get certified as a personal trainer. Um, I mean, 
I uh, I don't know if you knew this, but I was definitely a junior Olympic athlete at one point. I, of course. Oh, I didn't a, know that. Yeah, I see a lot of. Yeah, exactly. A lot of people don't know that, but it's, it's something <laughs> I don't usually try to like brag about. I don't want people to think that I'm arrogant or whatever, but, um, you know, so I, I, I did track football, basketball. Um, of course, I played football in college. I was a D1 athlete. Um, so I was you like, played you know football. In, sorry to cut you off. You played football in college? Yeah. <laughs> what? I know you played in high school, but I don't what? Yeah, that was and I only went because they offered a partial scholarship. So I was like, yeah, why not? I mean I don't even remember that. We've been fucking family for years. You went what? It was <laughs> where, it, where it was, was I like for all of this? Early on. I, I think uh me and Michaela were just early on. We were probably only together maybe six months at the time. Okay. Yeah, so it's it, it was quick, but um but yeah, so I was like, I mean, I have a sports background, so I might as well get certified. And I waited all these years, mostly because I was trying to focus on music. But I was like, okay, I need to find something that's going to give me income now so yeah. I can invest in my music career later. Yeah. So I um, finally got certified. This was probably, um, this is last year, actually, when I got certified. But the year before that, I was doing online training and online sessions with people before uh, me and Michaela would do hit workouts and whatnot. And we'd have people log on to Instagram live or zoom and we would just do workouts during quarantine and just, you know, just kind of help people out. And yeah, people were like, that. do you guys have programs? We we're like, yeah, I mean, we can make them for you if you want. Uh, they're simple. And then uh, once we finally launched our online programs with our business, People were like, okay, we love the online programs, but we would also love more one-on-one -on -one training. We feel like we need to work on certain things or we want to get better at this or that or I have goals to lose weight, maybe gain muscle. So finally, we found a private gym and got into there. And ever since then, I mean, our, our clients have been loving the experience and it just it brings me joy. And yeah, it's, it, it's, it's been a good, good little run ever since then. Well, why don't you plug your business, man? Tell them a name. Tell them what you do. Uh, so our business is called Elite Athletics. Um, it is E-L-E-E-T-E, -E -E, reasoning being because our last name is Lee. So we wanted to implement our last name within a name. Therefore, that's how you get Elite Athletics. Um, our logo and just our company, we stand for unity. And that's unity in everything. Uh, so any and everything you do together, we will always thrive together. Um so I don't care how you look. I don't care what you claim. I don't care how tall, short you are, big, skinny. We're always going to love each other. We're always going to accept you, be warming, make you feel like family. And we're going to help you achieve to be what you want when we can, you know. So if your goal is to be the top CEO of, you know, a law firm, cool. I, I want you to do better at that. I want you to do the best you can. And you let me know whenever you get your page and all your marketing and stuff set up, send it to me so I can post it on my page so people can go follow you and give you business, you know? So that's, that's what we want to do. We really want to help other entrepreneurs be successful as well. What I think is crazy is that a lot of people, a lot of people use the nine to five corporate job to kind of platform themselves into starting an entrepreneurship. And I think it's absolutely bold and insane of you guys to basically go from you're basically using an entrepreneurship your personal training to fuel and fund another entrepreneurship your music 
that's insane dude <laughs> like <laughs> you're that's bold man you're taking two ventures on at once neither one of them are established and you're making it work that's insane i mean how how do you do that like what the hell you know most people rely on like a nine to five office job that's going to pay them a reliable amount every two weeks I mean, they put aside money for this hobby that the hobby eventually turns into the business but you're you're turning you're starting a business to fund a business like <laughs> that's crazy man <laughs> that's crazy man <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's uh, that's you know you gotta wake up at four a.m. You know, so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta give yourself time in the day to work on all the things that you plan to work on. Um, but I, I think the biggest thing for me is I learned that you have to be comfortable getting uncomfortable. Um, so yeah, you know, you're gonna you're gonna have some times where you're scared, like man, I don't know if I can make these bills. I don't know if I can make rent. I don't know if I'm going to be able to make the wedding. I don't know if I'm going to, you know, and you feel like you're just going to hurt so many hearts, so many people's feelings, but sometimes just communicate with them and let them know like, Hey, like, you know, I'm having a tough month or, you know, just, I'm not going to be able to make it. I really want to be there. I want you guys to understand. And I think for me, regardless of how scary it is to know that I could literally be homeless one day because I don't have enough money to pay for everything. I, think that my fear of failing is stronger than my want to be successful. And a lot of people can't swallow wow. that. They That's can't swallow really, that. Is that an original quote by you? Or, or is that I, from... I've never personally heard it from anyone else. I just kind of came up with it on the spot. But <laughs> wow, man, <laughs> um, I, I feel like I, I have to be so fearful that, man, like I, I cannot I can't fail family i had to provide for i have a reputation and a brand i'm trying to build like failing is okay to fail because that's how we grow failing failure is good for those who think failure is bad failure is good it's how you grow but my fear of failure has to be greater than my want to be successful and, and some people are like how does that make sense i'm like think about it i want to be successful everybody wants to be successful but there's probably only about two to five percent of people who are really gonna grind, like grind it out and really make the life that they want to live. Like I said, I I love to travel, I love to eat, I love to play music, I love to just do whatever I want when I want. And the only way I'm gonna have that life is always fearing that anything can happen any day. I could lose it all, and I felt I and I absolutely fell to let that happen. Like I not fail to let that happen, but yeah. I forbid for that to happen, you know? So it's, it, that's just something I just don't see happening because I, it's, there's, I know some people have plan A, plan B, plan C. I'm sorry. I'm the type of person that has plan A. It has to work because that's the only thing that will work for me. And I guess in that regard, it's lucky that <clears throat> Michaela shares that same mindset, right? Because usually we're grinders, man. I look at you guys on Instagram and Facebook and stuff and just talking to Michaela and I'm like, I don't know how we're from the same family because <laughs> I'm saying, bro, I love my comfort and I wish I could get myself out of that mindset, but I like knowing that I'm getting a steady paycheck and I know what it's going to be every week and my work hours stay relatively the same. At the very least, I'm off at 930 every day and like, <laughs> I'm never going in earlier than 7 a.m. and it's just like, damn, bro, you guys are just like, oh. We might not pay rent this month. I guess we better really work our asses off this last week and hope we make it. It's like, I don't, I don't know how you could do that. <laughs> That's that, insane. Yeah, it's it, it's scary. You know, like I said, it's um, just one of those things. Um, 
you know, sometimes the scariest decision could be the best decision. And like they say, the bigger the risk, the bigger the reward. It's just, it's not so much the bigger the risk, bigger the reward. It's how you go about taking that risk and just take that leap, you know. And when you take that leap, you may or you may not fail or you may be successful, but maybe not as successful as you thought you would be on that first leap. That's okay. Um, and recently I was listening to a podcast. Can't remember the name or remember the guy's name. Sorry, guys. But I know it's a book. I think it's called The Horse and the Dog. And one character told the other character, um, as they were running through the woods or the forest, running away from someone, uh, I can't see the end of it. I don't know if I can make it. Well, I think if I'm correct, the horse had asked the dog, well, can you see your next step? Because it was foggy in the woods, you know? They're like, yeah, I can see my next step. Okay, let's take that first. Take that step by step, and eventually we'll make it out of here, you know? Yeah. So it's just kind of the mindset I've been having ever since then. Yeah, that's great mindset to have for sure. Um, so are you doing the um, are you doing the vegetarian thing with Michaela, or are you still kind of uh, eating what you like, or how's that going for you? Yeah, I still eat what I want. As I'm, like I said, I'm a foodie. I'm, I'm gonna try something at least once. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I don't. I respect it, but I'm just I, like, uh, there's so much good like meat out there. <laughs> yeah, it's like like I'll still eat like brisket, ch- chicken. Um, I'll eat some seafood, shrimp, crab, lobster. Um, now I do eat vegetarian meals from time to time for the health benefit. Uh, sometimes completely vegan meals just because, you know, I want to eat healthy, get full, but not really have to worry about eating too many carbs or calories. And then tomorrow I'm like, ah, I got to work this off. Like, no, I didn't come to the gym to work this off. Came to the gym to get better. So, yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, yeah, I kind of have a, uh, I would say pretty well balanced diet. um, So what's like your diet? What's like your favorite, like if you're traveling to a new place, you guys, you and Michaela just get to a new place you're about to visit. What's like your go-to food spot? Are you going to Yelp one of the most popular places or do you kind of have like, like, like when I go to new places, I love to go to a steakhouse. I don't know why that's like, and I don't even get steak half the time, but I just want to see, I'll look up like the most highly rated steakhouse in the area and they go check out their food. That's kind of my thing. Do you kind of have a system for it or you just kind of whatever you're feeling like? Uh, sort of, uh, sometimes it's like, okay, let's look up top five restaurants. And then from there, we'll like, we'll cut out three of them and then we'll try to either flip a coin or maybe we'll just, you know, take a guess on one and just hope it's good. Or sometimes we're like, okay, what are we feeling? Feeling Italian, Mexican, Chinese, Indian, American. Like once Mm -hmm. we figure that out, we'll go. Sometimes that could be harder than actually just finding any restaurant. So yeah, we usually try to have like a, some type of system where we can figure it out as soon as possible. Because you know, you know, and y'all can hate me all you want, ladies. <laughs> y'all have a hard time finding somewhere to eat. You know, most guys are just like, I mean, I don't really care for that, but I'll eat it anyway. But y'all, y'all are just like, mm, I don't know. We can say your favorite place. Uh, let's go to Chick-fil-A. Mm, I'm not feeling Chick-fil-A. Uh, after that, it's over. I don't know where else you want to go. <laughs> I just, I just don't know. <laughs> you don't, you don't do the trick where um, oh, what is that like, internet hack about finding out like where you tell your girl that guess where you're going for dinner and then when she guesses it, you take her to that place. Have you ever done that? 
babe, where are we going for dinner? Oh, are we going to Chick-fil-A? Yeah, how'd you know? <laughs> yeah, it's it, a couple of times, a couple of times. Then there's times <laughs> where you're like, okay, you, you know, she eats more vegetarian. So you're like, you got to be real careful about where you go to eat. So <laughs> That's I'm true. like, all right, we're going to go here. And then she goes there and orders something. Yeah, I don't like it. I'm like, dang, I feel bad because I chose the place. So, yeah. yeah. Gotta let us know, man. Y'all gotta let us know what you want. Yeah, but if if she's and I know she's gonna hear this, so if Michaela's limiting herself on what she's gonna eat, then she can't really complain because <laughs> you're already limiting what you can eat. <laughs> yeah, and I, man, I'm absolutely for it too. Like I, you know, I I spoil her as much as I can. So I'm just like, you know what? We'll eat wherever you want to eat, or we'll do whatever you want to do. But I'll have my days where I'm like, okay, we're we're doing what I want when I want where I want. That's <laughs> you know, I, I gotta have my day sometimes yeah for sure man um cool well i mean that that's uh i think we touched on about what i want to touch on i really just wanted to get into your entrepreneurial background because like i said it's always something really admired so if there's not anything else that you really want to touch into then i like to play my dorky little question game at the end of every pod because i like asking people questions and i like the conversation that stems from it so if there's not anything else that you really want to touch into, are you cool if we get into that? Yeah, let's do it. Awesome. So you can answer these as in-depth or as short as you'd like. It's completely up to you. I'm going to kind of present the question and then we'll see what the discussion takes us. So I want to start off where we started off in the podcast, right? I like to touch on music. If you could produce either a track or an album for any artist out there, who are you picking? What, who, who are you going to produce for? Hmm. Not really genre specific, right? No, anyone you want. Um, I absolutely hate you for this question because I have too many good <laughs> ones and too many good ones. <laughs> Got to pick one. <laughs> um, I don't think I could pick just one, but I think um, somewhere along the era with, you know, Michael Jackson, um, uh, Maybe even before then, like Temptations, um, someone that just kind of like became an icon, but also kind of changed the game musically, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's just, they're, they're iconic, you know? And a lot of people are like, well, I don't really listen to Michael Jackson or I don't really listen to Temptations. I'm like, well, a lot of tracks you listen to, a lot of samples you may or may not hear in that track come from those guys. So it's... It's yeah, it, it's amazing what they do and how they did it. Um, and I know most people are like, ah, oh, Michael Jackson, whatever. But he, you, you got to respect the art. You don't have to like the person, but you do have to respect the art. So absolutely, his his art is is it's unbelievable, man. <laughs> like, yeah, that man was something else. So hip hop's your favorite genre, right? Yes. All right. So, in my opinion the two most transformative rap artists of my lifetime are Eminem and Kanye, whether I like them or not. I think they were the most transformative to the game. If you could produce a track for either Eminem or for Kanye, who are you picking? Hmm. Let's say in their prime too. Nobody needs dad rap Eminem. It's terrible. But Yeah. <laughs> in their prime, uh, I'm going to have to say Kanye. Uh, I know a lot of people are going to disagree. Um, you guys have to actually really go back and listen to what both of these guys were doing underground before anyone knew their name um, and before they even had maybe like their 10th show, you know, they were doing crazy, incredible things. Eminem is absolutely amazing. Um, 
lyrical you know everyone loves someone who has a story behind everything they say and that's definitely eminem kanye has lyrics but kanye is also a unique creator because he's not only an artist but he's a producer as well and he chose to learn how to produce music because he wanted to make songs and beats for himself and the way that he wanted to um so i have an extreme amount of respect for artists who take out the time to learn how not just to produce something but to engineer it as well. So it's, um, I, I would say uh, Kanye uh, for his uniqueness. Yeah, I'm a perfectly respectable answer there. Um, so not saying you... I like Kanye, everyone. I'm not saying I like, like Eminem, <laughs> or not, I'm not saying I dislike him either, but yeah. he's got some uniqueness, man. You, you got to actually take your time to listen to it. You just have to separate the art from the man. And some people don't have an issue with them as people, and that's fine. But I, I, I try to, especially with musical artists, I try to separate the music or the art from the person because I don't care. They might not have been a great person, but if they make damn good music, then whatever. They make damn good music, get over it. Like, dude, you know me. I'm obsessed with Taylor Swift. I fucking love Kanye's music. I don't care. <laughs> like, yeah, all that beef and everything, it doesn't matter. Like, he's such an amazing and transformative artist in my lifetime as far as the hip-hop genre goes. How can you not respect the work he's done, you know? Regardless no, if I like him as a person, which I really don't. <laughs> but <laughs> no. You know. And and, and if Taylor Swift, if you're hearing this, oh please, yeah, she's definitely please, gonna please just love and write your music the way you want when you want. We absolutely adore that. It's just that that's all I care for. Cause I know a lot of people feel like I hate on her. I'm like, no, it's not that I hate on her. It's just sometimes I don't necessarily agree with the direction that her songwriters, uh her her co writers go in. So I, I like Taylor when she writes on her own. Absolutely. All right. Well, I'm not going to go spazzy Taylor Swift <laughs> fan on you right there, but there's a lot of what you said was wrong. And we're going to have to have a separate conversation <laughs> about this sometime. But it's fine. It's fine. Um, so who is your favorite up-and-coming artist in the industry right now? Hmm. Um, Up-and-coming... My my issue is I listen to too many genres. Yeah, um, that's kind of a hard question. I was thinking I couldn't give you an answer myself on that. Yeah, that's I mean, and like yes, I I, I produce a lot of hip hop, but um, you know, I listen to a lot of pop, a lot of R and B, you know, a little EDM in there, some rock from time to time. I can necessarily tell you exactly a favorite up-and-coming artist um yeah it's kind of a hard one you know there, there's a few artists who probably aren't credited enough like for instance i'm sure a lot of you know Giveon. um and some people say oh he's up and coming i'm like oh, he's been making music for a while he's just you know kind of getting that buzz now you know people are finally starting to realize how good of an artist he is yeah um daniel kaiser as well you know i know you love him mm -hmm. um he definitely should have gotten more credit long ago for sure. Long ago. Um, and those two guys are more, you know, R&B artists. So that just kind of tells you where my genre is. <laughs> R&B just... is uh, sneaky making a comeback. I think a lot of people realize. But R&B is really kind of making a comeback in the music industry, which I really enjoy. Like, like you know, soulful R&B type stuff, which I really appreciate. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a comeback. Everything is coming back. 80s, 90s, clothes, music. I, I love <laughs> it, man. I love it. Do you know the band Greta Van Fleet? 
I do, but I don't listen to them. So I dig their music, but it pisses me off how much they claim they don't listen to Led Zeppelin. It's like, bro, <laughs> you sound like a Led Zeppelin cover band, and you're going to tell us you never heard their music. Like, oh, we'd never listen to them. You've never heard Stairway to Heaven? Like, stop lying. Come on. <laughs> just say they Cap. inspire your art. Cap. Like, just, yeah. Like, just say they inspire your art. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, it's ridiculous. But their music, I love it. But I, I just, every interview I listen to, they always get asked it. And I bet they're pretty sick of being asked that. They're like, oh, we don't, we don't even listen to Led Zeppelin. It's like, bro, like, come on. Just be <laughs> honest. That's um, wild. So if you could give advice to, if you could give advice to uh, somebody who's trying to start their fitness journey, get their body healthy. Um, where, where would you, what would you tell them to start with or what solid piece of advice would you give that person? Uh, so on, on the journey to get healthy, uh, first off, how much are you willing to give up? You know, like what bad habits do you have and are you willing to give those up? You know, are you drinking three or four cups of coffee a day? You know, um, are you having an excessive amount of alcohol? Are you overeating food? late night snacking, you know, are you sleeping in every day? Or are you actually waking up early to work on yourself? Um, so these are things that I usually like to ask my clients. And, you know, I don't just take anyone just because, oh, I can make more money. Like, no, I, I interview these people. Like, I have to consult with you to see if, one, you're going to be worth my time. And two, I'm going to be worth your time. Um, so I would say definitely, like I said earlier, your your fear of not changing or your fear of having health issues in the future has to be greater than your want to look and feel good. That's damn. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, because all right. So you know me, I mean, anyone who knows me knows I struggle with my weight. I remember there was a point in my life there. I don't know if you remember this, but I was like really, really like every single day I was working out. I was eating right. I had slimmed down. Like when you and Michaela had your, I think it was like your engagement party or whatever it was. I look at pictures of myself then and I look at myself now and I'm like, what was I doing? And I remember I was just, I was running every single day after work. I was doing like at-home workouts. I think you actually gave me some, but it was like burpees and push-ups and squats and stuff like that. Cause I wasn't, I'm still not, but I wasn't super comfortable going to the gym and I was eating right. And I see people with nice bodies and I'm like, man, I really want a body like that guy, right? I want the abs and the biceps and snap. But if all I'm wanting is a physical appearance, it's not enough to motivate me. What should be motivating me is the fear of diabetes, right? Or because it runs in my family, the fear of heart disease because it runs in my family. But just looking at an attractive guy on like Instagram or in a TV show and saying, man, I wish I looked like him, obviously is not enough to get you motivated to actually change your entire lifestyle, right? Because it is a day-to-day -day lifestyle change when you decide to be a healthier person. So I, I think that's like an incredibly like that kind of motivated me a little bit. Cause when you said that, I was like, damn, he just called my ass out. Yeah. I called myself out, but what you said there were like, it was so applicable to my situation. I was like, damn. <laughs> yeah. It's the, it, it's not the physical changes. It's the physiological changes. And, and before we move on, I just want to let y'all know that the people who are in fitness, Damien dry scoop protein one time, I just wanted to let y'all know that because <laughs> I know he saw some people dry scooping stuff before. And I was like, yeah, maybe pre-workout or aminos or something, but protein. I was like, why you got to snitch on me? Like that, bro? <laughs> that's, man, that's like a mouthful of chalk. Like, I, oh. 
no. Oh man, y'all, I just, man, y'all just should have been there. The oh, <laughs> like how hard I was laughing when he said that. <laughs> I was like, dude, I was like, you don't. You, you don't dry screw protein yeah he's like what you don't i was like no you can mix it with like water and milk something a smoothie i was like no don't dry scoop it but nah, i just had to let y'all know that no you didn't have to let anybody know anything bro <laughs> i did i did yeah. little thing y'all to know about damien <laughs> uh, all right focus back in on you fucker this is about you <laughs> all right man so what's your favorite um actually no reverse i want to ask a different question in your guys's relationship who really started the uh drive to be healthy and to work out and change your lifestyle was that you or michaela or was it more of a mutual kind of thing because i know my sister through the years my sister's never been like adversely unhealthy but it's definitely it was definitely a change at a certain point when she really started to get into the fitness you know yeah um i i would definitely say more me i would like to take credit for that just like i said i had an athletic background um and actually if you ask her it took years for me to get her to consistently go to the gym and not that she necessarily needed to go to the gym and look cute and look good and this and all that but because it's very important for everyone to move every single day everyone should be active at least for an hour every single day at least you know and three times a week you know so get your kids active, your dogs and yourselves. But it took me a while to get her. And eventually at some point in time, when she started seeing results and realizing, okay, this really ain't that bad. You know, like if I, if I see that I'm getting 1% better every day in a year, I'll be 365% better. And I can say, I feel better. I look better. I've built confidence and my mental strength is beyond what I ever thought it would be. And that's one thing I like to coach is, using mental strength, mental power, um, and help each other just get to the next level. So once she found that love, man, it it clicked. I, and I knew for a while she was like, oh, I'm not sure what I like, what I want to do, what I want to be. And immediately I feel like it just clicked to her. She was like, this is it. And she's, man, even now she's changing people's lives. And so many women have, like, reached out to her and just been like, I, I want this. I want what you have. I want that, blah, blah, blah. And she's she's here for it man she's here to to change lives and we, we absolutely enjoy it so yeah it's I, I would say for sure though overall i i was the one who started with the fitness mm-hmm. but i think she's definitely carrying that torch and definitely embraced it yeah embrace it big time so are you ever going to let my sister own a dog farm or are you restricting her to the two dogs? That's your Hell name. no. <laughs> Bruh, she's your wife, right? A you want to make her farm? happy. You love her. You know, she wants like 10 of them. A 10 dog of them. Farm? Yeah, oh come gosh. on, bro. Like 10 ugly ass rescued stray dogs. Not that Max and Coda are ugly. They're adorable dogs. But she's going to go to the shelter. She's going to find the most pitiful looking dog she can find. And she's going to put them on a farm to run around. And you can't tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> I mean, maybe... As an entrepreneur, we could open up a doggy daycare and she could take them there to play. But I'm not gonna have 10 dogs running around at the house. No, <laughs> Michaela, if you're hearing this, hell no. <laughs> and you know, she's gonna have her own bedroom in the house for them with their own beds. <laughs> no, no, come on, I'll, bro. I'll, I'll, man. I'll, I'll flip. You, flip. Hey, you, I don't know if you heard about the last time we fostered a dog. He got loose. He was chasing ducks. They're flying around. There's deer outside. Went running. Man, 
I, I didn't jog a mile. I sprint a mile after this dog. Sprint. <laughs> and two things I learned that day. I'm not fostering a dog again, at least not for a long time. And I was in better shape than I thought I was. <laughs> yeah. so, I, I learned was like, that. Yeah, uh, I'm not doing that. I learned that with dogs and cats that if you can keep their like general proximity and vision, you can just walk after them and eventually they'll wear themselves out so bad that you could just like catch up to them. Something about the way their metabolic systems work, they wear themselves out so quickly that like if you just do like the Jason walk from Halloween, you just slowly follow them. Like at some point they'll just completely <laughs> exhaust themselves. You could just get the animal back. <laughs> That's cool. I didn't know that. That's cool. I read something about it on Twitter. I don't know. But um all right, man. So last question and then I'm gonna we'll we'll go ahead and wrap this up. Um I, I asked this to Courtney, I asked this to uh, Miss Stephanie, another guest I'll be featuring, um, either before or after you, I'm not entirely sure. But if you could generalize your outlook on life, um, if, you, if a complete stranger walked up to you and said, you know, hey, man, what gets you up every day? And how do you go to bed feeling, you know, how do you wake up the next morning feeling better about this day than the last? What would you put into words? What would you tell that person? Uh, let's see. Well, my drive is just you know and i'm not gonna get in deep detail but uh i didn't have a lot growing up um so everything i didn't have i want that and more not for myself but my kids and my grandkids uh that's why i get up every single day um i get up to see the smile on my wife's face every single day uh, i get up to go make someone's life better it makes me feel better and it makes me feel like i grew as a person and i learned and get better as a, as a trainer, you know, but just as a man and as a husband, uh, I see day-to-day things. I go through day-to-day life and learn skills. And these are things that are going to help me teach other people and teach youth. Um, and that's one thing I I've been getting big on here lately. Uh, I know I haven't talked about it a lot with you or anybody else, but I've really been wanting to start something, a program to help youth, I want to help youth just progress and do what they want when they want and not feel like mom and dad can live mom and dad's life through them. You know, don't mm-hmm. feel like you have to go to college. Don't feel like you have to do this, get a job, do the, you know, like you don't have to feel like you have to do those things, but yeah, I get up every day so that I can not only do better for myself, but help someone else do better. Cause if I can share that love, if I can share that passion and that hustle. I feel like that can spread to someone else. And when that spreads slowly but surely across the world, we'll be living in a much better place, a much, much better place. Absolutely, man. No, that's a great answer. I think one thing that I've always loved about you and my sister, I think I realized as we've gotten older, is that all three of us have an innate drive to want to help people around us almost more than ourselves. And obviously, it starts with yourself, right? But I feel like all three of us have a drive to make the lives of our family, our friends, and strangers better than what they are and we want to be instruments into doing that and even if we might express it in different ways you know mine's kind of more <clears throat> political and social activism and you you guys are more the mental physical health and stuff like that but i think all three of us are really driving to kind of change the lives of those around us and it really makes me feel connected with you guys on a certain level that's sometimes hard to put into words but even just the short conversations and stuff we have just kind of you know make me happy <laughs> yeah best way i can put it into words man no, and and I feel like you're doing that with your podcast because, um, you know, like you said, some people might come on here, listen to an episode, 
they may not agree with what you know one of your guests are saying on here. That's okay, but it may or may not open up their mind or open their eyes about something and give them a different perspective and make them just understand a little bit more or a little bit better about a certain situation. So you're actually helping other people by not letting people be so shallow minded, but to be open minded about just about anything. And that's that's what's cool about people is you listen to someone, a complete stranger and don't know where they come from, who they are, what they look like. But somehow you connect with them. Somehow something is relatable from what they said. Not everything is going to be on terms of an agreement, but it will open up your mind and open up your eyes and be like, dang, like, how did I not see it like that? Or, or, or was I ignorant about something? Or maybe I was just too hard on someone about something, like whatever the conversation is about. But I think you're doing such a great job by having this podcast. And I personally, I really appreciate that. <laughs> shit, man. I'm all blushing and shit. But <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> you, man. I mean, I came to realize because my, my original intentions with the show was for it to be complete strangers, like walking down the street, ask somebody, hey, do you want to record a podcast? They say yes and set it up, right? But then I realized, well, I kind of need credibility to do that. I need to be able to show someone a product and say, this is what I've done. I'd like to make you a part of this. So I thought, you know, I'm lucky enough to have such a support group amongst my friends and family that I could do a season or two with my close friends and family and then develop that outward. But Courtney is a close friend of mine, but a complete stranger to you. Right. Ruth and, and Will are complete strangers, but they're close or they're close friends of mine, but they're complete strangers to you. So for everybody listening, they are listening to random people that they know nothing about. And hopefully they're learning that. You know, I firmly believe that every single human being has a story to tell and every single human being's story is important, but we don't get the chance to hear that, you know? And so with this platform is so that everybody can kind of hear everybody's story. You know what I mean? Because I, I do think it's so crucial and important to just understanding people in general. Um, so I appreciate what you said, man. And I appreciate you being on this thing. It was really absolutely. Excited. I was really excited when you said yes. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> no, absolutely. So. I, I appreciate you having me. And, you know, if there's one thing I can say to anyone who is uh, trying to become an entrepreneur or maybe they're just afraid to step away from that nine to five job or maybe just trying to be physically fit, work on their overall wellness. My advice to you, choose growth over company. I'm going to say that again. Choose growth over company because your friends and the people around you, they want you to be successful. They want you to be happy, but not happier than them and not more successful than them. I promise you, you will see it once you start doing well. So again, choose growth over company. Look up, keep your head down, work gone for three to six months. Look up and I promise you, you'll be somewhere you probably never thought you would have been. That's awesome, man. Well, I want to thank I want to thank everybody that listens to this episode. You can find people on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor. Donovan, I really appreciate you being on, man. I'm going to uh, listen to this as soon as we're done, and then I'll text you and let you know what I think. But I think we did a great thing here, and I'm really excited for it, man. So thank you for being on. Of course, man. Thank you for having me again. Have fun in your little cold weather out there. Oh, I won't. <laughs> but yeah. All right, man. Well, thank you so much for being on the pod and we will uh we'll catch everybody on the next episode. Thanks, man. Take it easy. Yeah, man. Later. All right. Later.